Channel Z and Knox Brew Hub present Knox Brew Radio and Podcast. An in-depth look at the craft beer scene in Knoxville and the latest craft beer news from around the country and all over the world. Brought to you by First Century Bank, family-owned local banking since 1894. And by longtime friends of the show, Grayson Subaru. Broadcasting live from the hub in downtown Knoxville every Monday at 6 p.m. And now, kick back and crack one open with local beer's best friends, Zach, Ace, and Stryker. What is going on, everybody? And welcome to Knox Brew Radio and Podcast. Every single Monday, I almost said Tuesday there, every single Monday at 6 p.m., we like to hang out down here at Knox Brew Hub, 421 Union Avenue, drink beer, talk about beer and everything Knoxville that we possibly can and beyond. Obviously, we, we talk about breweries outside of Knoxville, too. My name is Zach Roskop. I'm honored to be your host and to be hanging out with you all. We've got a wonderful live audience with us here today. Let's do a quick shout out. How's everybody in the audience doing? Hey, everybody. Yeah, I see this. We got a, a great corner table over there. Let's, let's drink to that. Cheers, y'all. Hey, Thanks for hanging cheers. out with us. As always, I'm joined by our wonderful co-host. We've got Case, Ace, Pre- Case. <laughs> I was just going to say, this is my first time my name is a Officially read on the air, and yeah. you blow it. And I blew it, yeah. <laughs> Candace Ace Preston. There we go. Yeah, we just added her officially to the intro. Yeah. And then we've also got uh, Striker, a.k.a. Kevin, a.k.a. Just Kevin, a.k.a. Mama Calls Me Kevin. On All the of the above and much worse. Yeah, quick sh- yeah. <laughs> quick shout out to our video producer, Cam Molidor, holding down the fort as well. Cam, thanks for being here. But I'm not on camera this week. Oh, yeah, he's hey. not on camera this week. There we go. Uh, we also want to take a quick second and say a huge shout out to our sponsors for making this show possible. Uh, Grayson Subaru, who is a big supporter of all things local craft beer in Knoxville. They do so much. Uh, we recently just announced the Brewfest is coming back. Grayson's sponsoring them as well. So uh, if you're looking at getting a new car or a used car, check out Grayson Subaru. And then First Century Bank, located just a couple blocks down the road. They do a lot for us here at Knox Brew Hub and Knox Brew Tours. I know banking can be boring to talk about, but everyone's got a bank. You might as well have the best one. We recommend First Century Bank. So we want to thank them so much for making this show possible. All right, we've got some wonderful people joining us at the table. We, we normally wait to do, we not, this isn't going to be quite an interview. You guys are going to be involved in this week's Brew News. Sitting at the table with me right now, we've got Bentley Blackshear from Zool Beer Company and our resident field correspondent, the Knoxville Beer Mayor, Mr. Gregory Hedrick. How y'all doing, fellas? Cheers. Cheers. Great to be here. Good Sweet. to have beer on a Monday. We'll drink to that. Well, thanks for joining us for the Brew News. We're going to be doing a bonus tasting here in just a few moments. Our wonderful bar staff here at the Hub will be dishing out a couple ounce pours of a local beer that we're going to talk about in just a few moments. Uh, But let's start off with just Kevin with that damn seltzer report. (laughs) Well, man, I've got great news this week for those of you that like to get high and drink seltzer. As of June 1st, you can now order a White Claw on United Airlines. Like most airlines, United had halted their food and beverage uh, service on flights during the pandemic, but now it's back, and they have updated their offering, including uh, White Claw Mango, uh, as well as uh, the Breckenridge Brewery Juice Drop Hazy IPA, Kona Brewing's Big Wave Golden Ale, Michelob's Ultra, uh, Stella Artois, and a selection of red, white, and sparkling wines. So, if you've ever wanted to get White Claw wasted at 35,000 feet, now (laughs) is your chance. Also wanted to jump in with the big news. We had talked about this uh, a little bit earlier on the program, but Coca-Cola has officially entered the War of the Seltzers with Topo Chico Hard Seltzer, 
It has 100 calories, two love grams some of Topo sugar. Chico. Man, it, it's got 100 calories, two grams of sugar, 4.7 ABV for a 12 ounce can. It's very, it's good. And flavors include tangy lemon lime, tropical mango, strawberry guava, and exotic pineapple. And finally, Bud Light has decided to make hard seltzer even harder. <laughs> By freezing it. That's right. Uh, starting June 14th, you'll be able to get your hands on Bud Light Seltzer Retro Summer Frozen Icicles. They come in a totally awesome retro tie-dye box and three totally rad flavors, man. Cherry Limeade, Blue Raspberry, and Summer Ice. And uh, these retro boozy freezy concoctions weigh in at 5% ABV, available this summer for a limited time. Oh my gosh. I feel oh like God. that damn seltzer report needs a damn sponsor at this point. <laughs> I was about to say, who's sponsoring this? I also <laughs> definitely feel like the summer of 2021 is going to be the wildest, if not the, the worst to remember, if only because nobody can. Wow. All right. Well, thank you for this week's damn seltzer report. <laughs> I would love to say it's my pleasure. <laughs> 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 also, we're excited to announce that the next three Thursdays, we're going to be releasing episodes two, three, and four of the Mayor's Reports. We've got the mayor joining us with uh, uh, right now. Uh, Greg, this past Friday, you got a chance to interview three different craft beer businesses in the Crossville, Cook Morgan County area. Uh, and so tell us a, a little bit about that and what to expect on those upcoming podcasts. Yes. Um Throughout my time in, in this area, when I was born and raised in Chattanooga, and when I came to this area, Morgan County was kind of frowned upon because there wasn't a Morgan County, because <laughs> there wasn't a whole lot to offer in Morgan County, but Morgan County has done a fantastic job with tourism. Uh, there's a lot of places to go, uh, frozen heads up there, you've got uh, rugby, and you've got up at Lily Pad, you've got the Hop Yard, Obed. The Obed, yes. Yeah. Obed so National Park. They, and another thing I never thought I would see is Morgan County has about 22,000 residents. Okay. But they have three craft breweries, and you've got Anderson County that has about 70,000 residents that still has only one craft brewery. And then we've got uh, Granger. With zero. Exactly. As, yeah, as you make so that far. clear. So far. As we've yeah, talked you, about. As you make that clear every week, yes. <laughs> so, yes, I had the privilege of reaching out to all the breweries in Morgan County, and they were excited to have me come up and, and actually talk about their breweries. So I was able to go up Friday and do some podcasts with MoCo Brewing, okay, Lilypad, Hopyard and Brewing, and the beer barn up in Morgan County. So, uh, and those are going to be the next three Mayor Report podcasts: uh, Morgan County Brewing Company, Lily Pad, and the Craft Beer, the Beer Barn, the Beer Barn. Yes, and all of those are going to be released every Thursday for the next three Thursdays. So, make sure to check out wherever you get your podcast. Just search Knox Brew Stories for those Mayor Report episodes. Yes, I, I think everyone will be interested to hear about the uniqueness of each and every one of those breweries. I know I learned a lot, Yeah, and their beer is fantastic as well. That's the most important thing. Cool. Well, maybe one day they'll make the long trip to Knoxville. We'll have them on the radio show live. So, I might can make that happen. 
All right, perfect. <laughs> Thanks, Greg. Um, also on our Brew News segment, we are happy to announce the official release, it was last week, of the Knox Brew Hub Azul Beer Company collaboration release. That's why we've got Bentley joining us at the table. And hopefully everyone out here in the audience has a taster of this beer in front of them as we speak. This is the Home Brewers with an Instagram hazy IPA. Uh, Bentley, thanks for joining us and talking to us a little bit about this beer. Absolutely. Thanks for having me on. Um, but no, this has been a really fun beer, I think, for all of us involved. Um, Zach and I go way back as far as working in the industry together. And um, at some point, you know, whenever we were kind of in development, we hadn't quite had our space yet, uh, we, but we had started to make a little <laughs> bit of a name for ourselves. There, there was a quote that I think was taken a little out of context, and I saw it highlighted of like, Zool Beer Co. is essentially a home brewer with an Instagram, Zach Roscott, period. Burn. And I was just like, whoo, I don't know quite what was happening there, but once I read it in the article, I understood, you know, kind of the, the context of everything, but we all had a good chuckle about it, and... Uh, Whenever Zach, you know, came and said, hey, we, you know, let's look at doing a collab, we were like, all right, we already got the perfect name for the beer. We had to call it that. <laughs> and, and I'll be, and, and just to clarify, my biggest regret is what I said was that Zool is just homebrewers with an Instagram. And I regret the word just, because I, I didn't even think of you guys as just homebrewers. What I meant to say was at this moment in time, they are a brewery in planning. Um, and which was accurate at J January of 2020. But I'm glad that we uh, were able to poke some fun. And, and I love that it really speaks to the spirit of you all that you're always doing and striving to do the best and to, and, and to be the best that you can be. Um, and, and to use little things like uh, Zach saying something stupid as motivation to, to, to do your best. So um, I also love that we, we had this beer on draft. It's been going so well. We've got some package of it as well. Uh, but I love that you guys printed on the bottom of the cans. It's a little hidden Easter egg. Uh -huh. I'm not going to say what it is. You guys can find out for yourself. Uh, but it's a little nod to Knox Brew Hub, and we really appreciate that. So Absolutely. tell us about this beer, and then let's all drink it together. Um, yeah, so, I mean, we knew we wanted to, to make sure it was solid all the way through, kind of hit the core notes that we're looking through for in this juicy, kind of hazy IPA style. Um, so we kind of start with a, a, a base of citra and mosaic, and then uh, we had Zach over to, you know, smell some hops and kind of talk about some things that he's been interested in playing with. So uh, heavy kind of citra mosaic, and then we really accented it well with uh, Azaka, Idaho 7, and I think that was it, actually. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, uh, Azaka and Idaho 7, um, some of my favorite accent hops, so to kind of jumble all of my favorite uh, core hops that create a lot of the, the really great IPAs that I think we see out there. Greg um, is so happy right now. them all into one made a lot of sense, and uh, it all worked yes. out well. Yeah. One of the things that I would like to say is I've been on this earth a number of decades, and I speak to Zach when saying this, but this beer is a lot better than the crow that you had to eat. That's what you had to say. <laughs> <laughs> oh, cheers. Cheers. All right, well, to, uh, to, to the Zool and Knox Brew Hub collab. Thanks, Bentley, for letting me be part of that. I appreciate it. Absolutely. Thanks for having me. And I will say as well that this beer, the moment that I smelled it, I was like, that smells like Zool. You walk into Zool, and that's the aroma. So like Citra right. Mosaic, if you Straight were to walk up. into Zool, that's what you're going to smell. It smells like an ungodly amount of dry hops. <laughs> like. Not that there's anything wrong with that. No. <laughs> yes. Thanks for joining us, uh, Greg and Bentley. We appreciate it. All right, folks, that's it for this week's Brew News. Now it is time for my favorite part of every single show. You're probably tired of hearing me say that as I say it every single time. We get to sit down and hang out with some wonderful kick-ass people, usually from Knoxville, who love beer as much as we do. I know that's the case today. 
We've got two wonderful guests joining us at the table. Gentlemen, thanks for being here. Immediately to my left, we have Willie Robinson. I decided to describe you. <laughs> you gave us a great bio, but I'm just, I decided to describe you as beer enthusiast. Ah, uh, yes, I like that. Which still doesn't quite sum you up, but we'll get to that in a few minutes. Thanks for being on the show. Thanks, man. Happy yeah. to be here. And then to Willie's left, we have Chris DiPietro, uh, general manager, owner of Beard and Brew House. No? No owner. No owner? No, Good. Don't I don't want that, that responsibility. Juju. That's bad juju. I don't want that. And then we've got our wonderful uh, Yari here joining us, dropping off some beers. Yari, thank you so thank much. Thank you, Yari. Thank you. Chris, uh, you're down at Beard and Brew House, uh, Beard and Beer Market and Brew House. I think I got five. That's the dinosaur. Oh, I got it right here. I'll give them some All right, perfect. Uh, Chris, you're, how long have you been down at Beard and Beer Market now? Uh, let's see, right at a little over three years now. Sweet. Well, thanks for joining us, and so thanks for being here as well. Thanks for having me, we, man. I appreciate you know, it. Ace and I have worked really hard at, at Beard and, uh, sorry, at Knox Brew Tours, and when COVID first hit, we were very nervous uh, that we were going to lose some breweries in Knoxville. And it's been a bit of a challenge in a good way for us, but it's exciting to see that now that COVID is over, we actually have more breweries than we did pre-COVID. And Beard and Brew House, you know, started really at the beginning of all that. Yeah, um, we, uh, we actually were March 13th was our first official release date. So that was the last tour we ran was March 13th. <laughs> oh, yeah, Friday the 13th. Yeah. Yeah, it was great. It's a scary, scary day. So appropriate. Yeah. Uh, and, and, and Next Level, uh, which yeah. I know Willie is involved with, was, was just prior to that in January. Correct. Yes. I'm a minority owner, pun intended. Uh, we opened up right at the end of 2019, and um, we actually never got to have a grand opening. We were on a soft opening when everything shut down, but uh, we made it through, and it's come out nice. We're, we're doing well. Well, thanks for, for joining us on the show, fellas. We appreciate oh, yeah. it. Thanks a lot. Uh, let's start at the beginning. <laughs> All right, not not like that, not the beginning, beginning, <laughs> okay. but like pretty early on. What interest? What got you into craft beer personally, mm-hmm. and then what got you into craft beer professionally? And th- and that may be the same story, but it might be different. No, I uh, so I went to a lot of keggers, and I really just was not a fan of beer. Uh, I I would I was the guy who showed up with his own bottle of tequila. And uh, just sat in the corner. I have to ask. I have to ask what kind of tequila. Oh, it was whatever I could get my hands on. I I was in college. I was poor. It it didn't matter. And um, so I went to a party, and this was 2003. And there was a a guy there who was standing there holding a giant bottle. And I I asked him what he was celebrating because I thought it was champagne. And he's like, oh, no, this is a beer. I said, oh, I don't like beer. And he said, You'll like this. And uh, it turned out to be a Trappistale Chimay, the blue label Chimay. And uh, I remember clearly yelling out, this is beer? And I've been drinking it. I was hunting and drinking it for the rest of my life. That's a great story. Yeah, it just totally turned me around. And he's my best friend now. So, If you feel comfortable sharing, what uh, year was this? That was 2003. Um, You said year, right? Yeah. Yeah, it was 2003. And uh, it, was, it was a tough hunt after that because at that time, I think we had Downtown Grill and Brewery and um, Smoky Mountain and, and maybe New Black Knox. Horse. Oh, and New Knox. New Knox. Was, those were the only breweries in town. And uh, so I was going to liquor stores trying to chase down Trappist Ales. For, for you new brewers, that's uh, beer made by monks. 
And I, and I love to hear that you guys are like best friends. Is that the moment that sort of bonded that friendship? Yeah, actually, I'd never met him before. And uh, we've been best friends for since, since then, yeah. That's awesome. That yeah, was, it was a great evening. Yeah. <laughs> and that's a great beer. And then uh, what about you, Chris? What got, you, what got your love for craft beer started? Um, it started bartending. started kind of and working at a place called World of Beer in Tampa, Florida, which essentially yeah. is, uh, I think, uh, a giant beer store, but it was mostly imports. This is before the big craft beer boom. This is back when, you know, Sierra and Sam Adams were dominating the majority of the, the, glo- the, the national craft beer yeah. uh, thing. Um, and mine kind of was Chimay as well. Uh, it was one of the first beers I've had that was like a, like a WTF moment. You know what I mean? Yeah. Where you're like, whoa, this, this is not like anything I've ever had before. Um, and there's a reason that it's still considered, you know, one of the best beers around, yeah. especially for the style. Um, other than that, man, it's really the sense of community. It's kind of like uh, sending people on that journey. You know, the more yeah. beer you get into, the more people you can kind of touch that base with. Yeah. So it, to me, it was like Pokemon. You got to catch, catch you them gotta all. You got to catch them all. Dude, when I first when I first got into craft beer, it was actually at the Beard and Beer Market. Yeah. Uh, uh, that's what got me started was I had a, I've told the story a thousand times. I'll keep it short, but uh, I was 20 and my, I had a roommate that was old enough to buy beer. And his <laughs> is, he said he would buy us beer, but he would only buy us Yingling. And so that was what I fell in love with. When I turned 21, the only bar in Knoxville that I could find that sold Yingling was Beard and Beer Market. You get a little Lord Chesterfield in your life, too, at some point. Yes, I did. Yeah. And I loved it. Uh, and so basically, once you, Beard and Beer Market ran out of Yingling, I was like, what's next? And they turned me on to Gaelic Ale, and, and then the rest is history. It just took off from there. Yeah, you're, you're ironically not the first person for that with that story in yeah. Knoxville. Uh, yeah. From what I've learned, my short time being there is that it was a launching pad for most people in Knoxville for craft beer. It was, it was a truly, it, it is... A special place but at that time it was really it was really special uh, as well then since the beginning now i've made a, a a grave error here as we've served every single person in the bar beer and i forgot <laughs> forgot about it so let's back up That's we'll hit the rewind game a show yeah and i was just so i couldn't wait to talk to you guys so we've got some beer uh, to share with everybody uh, right now in front of you from the beard and brew house is the dinosaur sun sour Chris, tell us a little bit about this beer. So Dinosaur Sunrise is, uh, is pineapple and apricot, kettle sour. Wow. Um, you'll notice the pineapple up front. It's pineapple juice with a hint of stone fruit on the back end. A um, little bit higher in ABV for a lot of the, the kettle sours you probably mostly see. is 6.6. Nothing crazy, but just a... We, we have a trouble brewing any beer under 6%. Our, <laughs> we, uh, it's really hard to talk our brewers into it, so... Man, this, this is, is fantastic. Yeah, it is so I really refreshing. I like this. Yeah, dude. Quite dangerous, too. You know, you drink, it goes down pretty easy. Yeah. Oh, yeah, very light. Some, uh, I, sometimes um, when people are here at the hub and they want to get into sours, it's like, oh, I want to try a sour. What happens is I'll give them a little sip, and they'll be like, oh, that's good, but I, can't, I couldn't drink a full pint of that. You hear that a lot. And on um, this, uh, I'll take I a want, pitcher, please. I want more of that, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, uh, that's, what, that's, that's a really exciting, man. We, you know, Bentley knows as well. Uh, man, just try to make cool beer that people like. That's it. Fun beer, fun, exciting things. A lot of us that work at the brew house were bartenders originally, so we know fruit flavors. Uh, try to make some cool combinations. Cool. Well, it looks like you brought some more beers with you uh, to share up here at the host table. Let's let's dive into whichever one you'd like. Your let's, choice. Let's go star the show first. You know what I mean? Okay. That's what I like to hear. What's it called? 
This is berry babam. So it's a triple fruited sour with uh, strawberry, blueberry, and raspberry. Mm. And this is a little bit of a tinctured one. Uh, one of our employees, Molly, o- owns a little bakery business called Synonyms for Delicious. And uh, <laughs> yeah, it's a great name, right? Yeah. That is an um, amazing name. Yeah, I think it's incredible. Uh, so she basically br- uh, made a coffee cake with the fruit puree that came out of the beers. Oh. And then we put that back into the cake. So it's a little bit of beer inception. Now I'm hungry. Let's do Thank it. you. Uh, <laughs> thank you for that. Yeah. This is going to be exciting. I love, I'm a, I'm a, I love berry anything, pretty much. That's probably my, my go-to fruit. It looks so pretty. It's going to be any type of berry. Yeah. Take, Take one, one down, pass it around. around. I love the color on this on one. I think this is the most amount of beer and glassware we've ever had on the Knox Brew Radio table at one time. Uh, so pretty proud of that. You've I'm been doing it wrong. It, so I'm going to take that Historic one. or notorious. I'll drink to that. <laughs> Tune in. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's take a sip. Hey, Cheers, y'all. Anybody, anybody that wants to come up and check out a little bit? Anyone who wants a little, a I here. have a clean glass. So yeah, anyone bold enough to, to come up here and grab it, it's all yours. I'm dead serious. Cheers, everybody. Cheers. Oh, ma'am. Woo! Smell it on the nose. A lot of berry, for sure. A lot of berry. You get some cinnamon. You get graham cracker. Um, Definitely pastry on the nose. For sure. That was kind of the goal. Um, you know, with a lot of those flavors, we've, we've kind of been trying to push the envelope with what oh. we can put in our beer. <laughs> yeah. Wow. It's, uh, you know, food and beer mixed together is a great idea, and it also is fun. It kind of jars our creativity, kind of puts us at a, at a real uh, happy morale. Yeah. This, this kind of tastes like Saturday morning cartoons, like cinnamon <laughs> and fruity. Like, oh, my gosh. I could totally see that. It, it reminds me of Cobbler. It, That's a great nice description. Cobbler. Saturday, yeah, like Saturday kind, morning cartoons. I love it. Uh, kind of reminds me a little bit of like one of those uh, delicious little uh, turnovers, the like the cherry turnover things I, that they I have. Could, at, at I could totally see that. Like a coffee oh, cake with the fresh fruit on top. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> we have the beer. Perfect. <laughs> This is this is also eight point nine percent. Whoa! In the words of Jeremy Walker, toot toot, all aboard the blackout train. (laughs) (laughs) Don't worry, we got we got a ten one over here too. (laughs) That's perfect. Uh, Thanks for sharing, Chris. I know we've got a few more. We'll get into those in a few minutes. Uh, now, Willie, we've had several Next Level beers on, including the Indeed. seltzer that you all have. Yeah. Um, and, and the Big Boy has been a very popular beer around town. Yeah, yeah. Tell me a little bit about your involvement with Next Level and, and how that sort of unfolded and, and kind of uh, what excites you most about what you all are doing down there at Next Level. Well, two of our three beer brewers have been uh, good beer friends of mine for quite some time. Uh, we've been drinking together since the first Casual Pine ever opened. And um, so we were kind of sitting around Droopy, Nathaniel Sears' house one day. And uh, his wife just goes, we should open a brewery. And we all laughed and laughed. And then the idea just kind of got stuck in their heads. And, um, you know, anyone who's worked in the industry knows you've got a lot of legal hoops to jump through when you start out. Yeah. And, uh, You've got to work through the government. You've got to look at leases. You've got to work with contractors, uh, trademarking. And so they, they just really needed a lot of legal help. And um, so I was helping as much as I could. Um, and then finally they said, look, we can't pay you because we haven't opened yet. But if you want a little piece of the, of the pie, we can, we can make that happen. So I became a small owner in exchange for all my services, but I was glad to do it. 
I uh, probably would have done it just for free beer, but uh, that, that got me in there, and I, I stuck my foot all the way into it. And I love that. I'm loving it. I, I love every day of it. We just we have so much fun coming up with names and recipes, and that the idea being the idea man that doesn't have to do any of the work. It's the best. <laughs> uh, little props on Coco Beware. It's an incredible beer. <laughs> yeah. That was great. Thank I will you. say Thank that you. is also a brilliant move on a brewery's part to have a part owner be a lawyer for oh, all yeah. the situations yeah. that come up. Yeah, they're using me. They're using me. It's okay. How it's much okay. is what Next Level looks like today, uh, what you all talked about and dreamed about several years ago and, and what's changed and what stayed the same from the original it's, vision it's about 70 percent of what we talked about we we laid it all out and we our plan was to get open get started and when we were we were standing around and we got our final hoop that we jumped through and um someone said well when should we open and droopy said well how about now and so we just kind of sent out a blast saying that we were doing a soft opening and people just came in. We had a great outpouring. And our hope was just, once we got open and we got rolling, we would start just building and, and expanding and doing everything that we wanted to do. And um, then everything shut down. So that kind of stopped. Um, we got outdoor space, mostly out of necessity. We didn't do it the way we wanted to, but it's coming. Yeah, we've got a it's whole a in progress. We've got a whole second floor that's the same square footage, and we haven't touched it yet. It's all coming. It's all coming. Yeah, it's coming. Dude, I totally feel that here at the hub. Like we've done a lot, but there's a lot of dreams not yet realized, and it's exciting that you guys have that same passion yeah. and excitement. Well, we've had quite a recent explosion with uh, Beer. Apparently. Um, People really wanted a, a Tennessee-sourced lager, so it's 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 blown up, and uh, we're trying to keep up with that right now. Yeah, we've the got the logo that. on that was amazing, yeah. by the way. Yeah. I really the we rating on that was awesome. Yeah, yeah, we yeah, that's a it's great a great beer. river beer. If you're going if you're going kayaking, there's nothing better. Yeah, we actually have it on draft at our back bar right now at Beer Market. Perfect, Chris. I was awesome. going to ask you. Um, what has been the biggest change at the Beard and Beer Market since you all added an element of brewing to your business model? Um, it's, it's really, it's, it's hard to explain. The vibe is still the same, but now we just have a lot more accountability. <laughs> uh, before, we just kind of picked up other people's beers and kind of represented them as well as we could. Now we not only represent other people's beers, but we represent our own. Um, and, you know, most of the time when you go to a brewery, there's not as many guest taps as you find. Yeah. Unless, you know, they're just starting out or things like that. So we are, we're never going to just have only our taps on draft. I'd say juggling the local, the national, and our own beers on draft, that's probably been the biggest hoop to jump through. Um, but we've been very lucky. You know, we were a beer place before, so it only made sense to open a brewery. Yeah, that makes sense. What, what has been a moment for both of you, uh, professionally or personally, with Next Level and with Beard and Brew House, that has been just overwhelmingly rewarding. Sort of a, a moment where you kind of looked around and said, damn it, all this hard work was worth it because of a moment like this. And, and that's kind of a big question. If, no. if you need some more time, I can stall. <laughs> no, I mean, I, and I, I think everybody does this for very similar reasons. It's that look on people's faces or it's the, the connection you make with somebody when you're giving them a beer, you know what I mean? It's like, especially if they're super pumped about it, like that's what you do it for is people's reaction. 
Like, at least for me, that's that's what I get the most joy out of it. Like, there's never been one moment, but especially when people come in and they know we specialize in sours and they're like, oh, I hate sours. And they try one and then all of a sudden we're, we're the, one of the places they're coming for that. Yeah. That's really what it's about to me is taking a non, non, maybe taking somebody out of their comfort zone and pulling them into our world. We have so much fun with that on Knox Brew Tours when someone's like, you know, I took this tour because I'm with my friend. I don't even like beer. And then by the end, they find something that they really enjoy. That's really it. Yeah, yeah, that, that that's a big part of it. Now we also really like um, being able to do events like charity events. It's it's so cool to just come in one day and there are a bunch of little adoptable dogs running around and everybody's playing with puppies. And I specifically avoid those events, knowing I'd go home with about six of them. <laughs> yes, you would. Yeah, yeah. Someone always goes home with with more dogs than they thought, but. Um, those kind of things are just really great to be able to just put on something like that and to, to have people have something permanent in their lives change from that day. The same thing as Chris said, but like, you know, it's a dog instead of a beer. <laughs> well, and you, and you mentioned that, that you were bonded by this friend yeah. from this Chimay experience. Yeah. For me, one of my favorite things about craft beer is the relationships that we build with the people in the industry and the people that enjoy the product as well. Yeah. Well, I mean, you know, craft beer and breweries have become the local pub. Yeah. Yep. You know what I mean? They are the pub. There are people where, where people, you know, hang out together. It's a sense of community. Yeah. Whereas it used to be maybe the bar around the corner. Um, and right. especially in this area, as we turn into a giant craft beer city, yeah. it really is the brewery is the local spot. Well, and, and stereotypically, you know, typically the, the wife and kids would stay home. And that's not the case anymore. Right. It's the whole family. Yeah. And I think that's a really great thing about craft beer, and it involves the whole family. We always joke about it because at some point, there became a line that was drawn on the stand where it's like, you can't take your kids to a bar, but you can't take your kids to a brewery. Yeah. <laughs> Every now and then, we would get somebody on a brew tour who was from a different part of the country, and they would go into a brewery and see like a one-year-old and be like, what's that kid doing here? And I'd be like, I don't know where you're from, but in he- Knoxville, this is totally cool. Like this yeah. is... He's the designated driver. Yeah. <laughs> That's exactly right. Yeah. Well, we have a really good uh, community here too. I've been... I, I used to travel for beer and take what we call beercations where it was centered around the breweries in the town. And really, for the most part... I, I haven't seen anything like we have here in Knoxville. I mean, it's just hanging around next level. You see all kinds of people come in. It's like, hey, can I borrow this? Or, you know, hey, I came to pick up that. And it's, it's really just a com- it's an actual community. Yeah, Will Rudemeyer said, I've borrowed something from every brewery in town. <laughs> yes. And they've all refused to let me pay them for it. <laughs> uh, and then a good quote from Adam Ingle is, the craft beer community is 99% asshole free. Yes, uh, <laughs> yes, it's very good. Yeah, It's really uh, impressive. That's actually interesting you say that because my next question was going to be, what do you both feel like Knoxville Beer is doing really well? What do you all feel like is, as a beer community, is our best, our greatest strength? I'm really happy right now with the variety. I think uh, right now craft beer is doing kind of an interesting rebirth. Um, and people are, it's opening up to different people. And I think that's because a lot of places are offering things that people who didn't really like beer, like they say, I don't like beer. And like their idea of a beer is like just a Budweiser. Right. And they don't understand the variety of it. And some people want something that's a little more um, 
kind of mainstream and they get really happy once they get outside of that and they get uh, uh, their first IPA or they get a really good brown ale or porter. And then you have other places who are doing things that just, as soon as you sip it, it drags you back to your childhood. Like it's a pastry stout that tastes like a pie that your grandmother made. And it's, it's, it's like that scene from Ratatouille when the critic puts the food yeah. in his mouth and it just zooms back to his mom's kitchen. Like I've had so many beers that immediately reminded me of something from my childhood. And I think you have a whole spectrum here in town. You have Zool who's doing like fantastic crazy stouts with all the, the best adjuncts in it. You have uh, places like, um, like um, Alliance who do just a beautiful crispy colch. You have places like Crafty that are putting mushrooms in their beer, and it's 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 all over the place, all over town, and and that's what I think we're doing better than almost any of them. I totally agree. We we have a brewery for everybody. Yeah, and and one of the things that's I know I keep bringing this up, not on purpose, it just sort of keeps happening, but on Knox Brew Tours, it's like every brewery we go to is somebody's favorite brewery yeah. and somebody's least favorite brewery, and and that's a good thing because it's so variety. And a lot of people say, do we need another brewery? And I'm like, yes, because they're so different. <laughs> yeah. You know, Taco Bell and Chick-fil-A are both fast yeah. food restaurants, but exactly. they com- couldn't be any more different. Exactly. No, I agree with that. I think, for me at least, it's the, it's the open-mindedness. You know, you go to a lot of traditionally established brew cities and you ask for something like a pastry stout or a crazy adjuncted sour. And I've, I've had this happen to where it's like, oh, we don't make that. But here in Knoxville, it seems like even if that's not your specialty, you're going to point them in the direction of who it is. You know what I mean? Like, this is such a new beer city. Maybe not for all of us, but for the general population, Mm -hmm. you know, that are not in the craft beer industry. And me and Ace talked about this the other day. Yeah. It still is. It is still a growing knowledge for the majority of the population in Knoxville. Yeah, it's like if if I went in somewhere and was like, "Uh, let me get a sour. And they're like, we don't make sours. It's not that's not the end of the conversation. Exactly. You've got some great beer, try it. But also, when you leave here, you should go to XYZ and try some sours. Yeah, it seems like there's friendly competition, obviously, between everybody. But it doesn't seem like it's anything that is like a negativity aspect. Everybody seems to be on the same page. We're all making this stuff for the same reason. Yeah. You know, everybody's, everybody's goal in the end is the same. Yeah. So I think that is probably one of the strengths here. It's, it's very community-based. And a lot of the brewers in every brewery here have worked together or worked in the same industry with each other side by side for a long time. Um, and with Knoxville being a relatively small, big city, I think that works in our favor. Yeah. It's not too big where it's expansive to where we can't connect with each other. Right. It's very, very, very centrally located. I mean, we've relied on heavily on Next Level. I mean, you guys are incredible with the knowledge and just being nice. We actually are planning a collab with you all here pretty soon. You heard it first on Knoxville Radio. (laughs) And I will say to that effect, um, so we all have the different personalities at the breweries, but if you had to say that there was one beer in particular or one beer style that you think was really representative of what you're doing at your respective breweries, what do you think that would be? Ooh, that's a great question. Oh, thank you. I mean, for us, it's, uh, I mean, it's it definitely right. is Imperial Kettle Sours. That's, cool. When we set out to open that brewery, that's the first thing we, we wanted to focus on was, you know, doing something that's fun, doing something that we all have a little bit of background in as far as blending flute flavors. We've really leaned and, into that. And you're all having such a great outdoor space, I think, really lends to that as well. Mm-hmm. No, I agree with that. I mean, it kind of fits the outdoor, like a, like a tiki bar vibe in the middle of Knoxville. You know, even, yeah. though, even though there's only fake palm trees there, they're still there. Yeah. <laughs> I like that. What about you, Willie? I think we, um, if, if you had to go with one of our beers... I would have to say it's probably our big boy, 
the big boy map. I mean, the whole story behind that is just exactly what it's supposed to be. That it came what does the a, name come from? Where does it, that come it, from? It came from a very spirited conversation on Facebook about uh, how one particular beer drinker in our, in our area was saying that he was really waiting on that one beer that would put Knoxville on the big boy map. Oh. And, uh, <laughs> I really like that. I remember that. I, I remember this, too. Yeah, and so we were, we were talking about how around town at that time, there were some New England IPAs, but some of the New England IPAs coming out of Nashville, like Bearded Iris and Southern Grist, were just on another level of just juiciness the next and level the next level so we, we decided yeah we decided to, to do our best to to achieve that mark and when we when we felt like we got close enough we, we put the name big boy map on it and um that that's that's become our flagship it, when, if it's it's only been off tap once for one day and it, there was almost a riot so that's awesome yeah. i love to hear that and it's got droopy's beautiful face on it yeah it's got droopy's face on the can it's 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 a sight to behold. Well, uh, real quick, because we we are running a little short on time, uh, Chris, let's That's drink another beer. Yes, please. And then I've got one final question for you guys, and if, I'm gonna go ahead and ask it, so that while we're ta- drinking this, while we're getting this beer prepped, you've got time to prepare. It's been a little bit of a we can grab. Uh, it's been a little bit of a tradition, um, but every episode so far, we've asked the same question, and the question is gonna be. Uh, looking back on the time that you were involved with the brewery during a global pandemic, what was one positive experience that you'll remember for the rest of your life? So we'll, we'll get to that in just a minute. Uh, Chris, what are we drinking next? All right, we got a special treat. This is our one-year anniversary beer. It's called oh, The Rooster. Chris. It is a barrel-aged barley wine. It's been uh, aged for four months in Chattanooga whiskey barrels. We so. talked about really this. Excited. I'm so yeah. excited. Yeah, perfect. We just released our barrel-aged barley wine. I love it. It's delicious. Your, yours is delicious. Oh, I, love I mean, this it. is as well. This is going to be fantastic. Willie, too, what is what is your barrel-aged bottle? Uh, we we <laughs> so we had a fairly popular barley wine uh, called the Grist of Fury, and uh, we we got our hands on some nice bourbon barrels from Kentucky, and we um, we put it in there on May the fourth during our May the 4th celebration of 2020. And uh, we just bottled it last week. So it's been sitting there for a year, uh, soaking up all that goodness, and I did not bring one, and I am so sorry. <laughs> I, I will never come here again with No, just come hands. next week. We'll do it at the yeah. beginning of the show. It'll be perfect. Yeah. We will bring beer and mead and all other good things. Cheers. Uh, this, I can't wait to drink this. By the way, for everyone here joining us, if you're listening on Channel Z, Chris brought f- two extra beers that we're not going to get to during the show. I'm sure he would prefer not to take them back home with him. Uh, come on up here and hang out with Chris after the show, and you guys can get a nice, delicious Wait a minute. Sip. You're going to give those away? <laughs> you guys are included in that. You can come up and hang out with Chris after the show, too. Uh, Cam's like, sign me up. Yeah. All right. Let's take a sip. Cheers, y'all. Do it. Uh, Chris, here's uh, to y'all's one-year anniversary. Cheers. Hey, guys. Thank you so much. What a crazy year. Oh, my goodness. This smells absolutely incredible. Oh, yeah. We we wanted to release a beer for our anniversary, and we didn't know what we were doing. We we had to get the last little baby bit. 
We wanted to release a beer uh, for, just for something fun, but we wanted to do something people wouldn't expect from us. You know, people always are going to expect a crazy fruit at Sour or some IPA. Um, but we wanted to do something that was a little bit different. I get a lot of vanilla. Yeah. 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 It, I almost good. thought they put vanilla kind of beans in it. It would taste like so much vanilla. But it's just the oak. You get a lot of the oaky flavor from it. Mm-mm. And it is 10.1. Yeah, 10.1. <laughs> this is so s- smooth. Yeah. Well done. Yeah, I, thank you. Thank you. We, we feel like this is something that represented us really well on our one-year anniversary. Uh, we got another one aging in a uh, maker's reserve barrel that we are going to let sit a little longer and pick up a little more whiskey notes. Um, and we're going to put it out next year for our two-year anniversary. So. Perfect. Well, hey, Willie, we look forward to drinking yours next week. Oh, yeah. I'll, <laughs> I'll, I'll bring many things next week. Perfect. All right, fellas, we've stalled long enough. All right. Final question of the broadcast today before we we head on out. Uh, What is a moment during the past year that you'll remember for the rest of your life uh, when it comes to 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 craft beer personally, professionally, that uh, that that uh, was a positive thing? Well, I'll say uh, just before the um, pandemic hit, we made the decision to get a crowler machine um, and. Right, right at that time, when they first shut everything down, you had to have everything to go and packaged. And there were just so many places around town that had been tap only, and they didn't have it. And they just they came in and they said, can we just bring in a couple of kegs and just put stuff in package so we can push it out the door? And we, we, we opened the doors up and we just had people coming in. It was just a long Monday of people coming in and just bringing in their beer and canning it. And it was just a really big community moment. And it, it allowed everybody to keep going and get, get their stuff going. And it, that was like my favorite moment the whole time. It was true community and uh, really helping people out. I, I loved it. I love that. That's, I'll drink to that. Cheers. What about you, Chris? I will you also know. say that there is just a touch of irony that this is probably when one of the shows has had the lowest amount of I'll drink to that and yet we have had plenty. <laughs> yeah, one show uh, I think we said I'll drink to that like 30 times. So I'll you're saying we need to I'll, make up for it in the last I'll like I'll drink to that. Let's, let's, let's catch up. Yeah. All right, Chris. Drink to that. Drink to that. Drink to that. Drink to that. Thanks, Cam. Drink to that. <laughs> to touch on what he said, not only that, but Thank you, because we were one of those oh, breweries yeah. that definitely went over there and utilized their canning situation yeah. while we were trying to find cans, as most of the breweries in the country were trying to do. Yeah. So that is something that will, I mean, that's kind of what we touched on earlier about the sense of community. That doesn't happen in every beer world. Yeah. Right. For me, it was to see people's, you know, when everything hit, everybody kind of assumed the worst. Yeah. Now, how could you not? You think you don't know what your business is going to do. You don't know what sales are going to look like. You don't know if people are going to be out and about. Um, the generosity and and the drive and the the amount of backing that people gave the local beer community was really surprising to me. Um, Not that I was pessimistic about it, but to see how many people came in and bought to-go beers, how many people wanted to support local. And it's one thing to imagine it. It's another thing to experience it. And so, yes, I I felt like people, it was possible that people would be supportive. It was a whole other thing to live it. 
and to see it happen. It was yeah. incredible, man, to see people actually come out. I mean, we are very lucky that we're mostly an outdoor establishment. So I think people felt a little more inclined to come to a place like Beard and Beer Market where it's open air. Um, but nonetheless, I mean, just seeing people's generosity with tips, seeing people wanting to support local, yeah. asking yeah. if people were canning. They were going to specific breweries for their beer. I mean, just to see how everybody got behind the beer community. And it didn't seem like it was just the usual suspects. Yeah. You know yeah. what I mean? And I would see people on Facebook saying, who are we going to support today? And they would just, it was like a movable feast. They would just go from place to place every other day buying beer and supporting people. It was, it was fantastic. It, it was also fun uh, to, to learn a little bit more about people's financial budgets. Uh, because every week somebody was posting, I normally spend $500 a week on beer. And I'm going to continue to do that. I'm just going to do it in a different way. Uh, and so that was a lot of fun as well. So. Yeah, well, yeah. fellas, thank you so much for joining us on the show. Oh, yeah. Thank you for being here. We really appreciate it. Um, I say this every single week. I wish this was a three and a half hour long yeah. podcast uh, and radio show, but alas, we, we the, the show must end, I guess. Uh, so thanks for being here. Thanks for joining us. Uh, we really appreciate it. And thank you, uh, gentlemen. We wish the best to Next Level, to you personally, and to both of you, and, and to Beard and Brew House and Beard and Beer Market. Uh, so cheers, fellas. Thanks for joining us. Yeah. Cheers, man. Thanks for having us. All right, folks, help me out here and raise a glass, and let's uh, have a toast to Beard and Brew House and to Next Level Brewing Company. Cheers, fellas. Thanks for joining us. All right, so what's going on this week that you don't want to miss out on? As always, make sure to check out knoxbrewstories.com slash blog to see the full list of events happening this week. We do our best to release this every single Tuesday morning so you, have, so you know what's going on in and around Knoxville Beer. Coming up Tuesday, June 8th, Balter Beer Works is re-releasing their Raspberry Kolsch. Always a popular beer, always mm -hmm. goes very fast. Oh, especially on that patio. It's a perfect summer sipper. Next, uh, Beard and Beer Market and Brew House, who we were able to taste tonight, is releasing the Coconut Fruit Ninja Sour and the Borophil Sports Drink Sour. Borophil? More like Borophil. <laughs> Fanatic will be releasing their GG Series number 10 and Imperial IPA. Yeah, and their GG Series is actually just going to be a high-gravity series that they do, and this week is the Imperial IPA. Yummy. Yeah, and then Hexagon is releasing their Dunkler Helm, a Schwartz beer. You know, it's crazy. That's a lot of beer releases for a Tuesday. I know, pretty wild. Not mad about it. Me neither. Wednesday is at Crafty Bastard. They'll be releasing Vikings Secret. A Kvecki IPA re-release. So Kvec, Quick, Quack, whatever you want to call it, is delicious. And then Zool, as always, is releasing their VHS series, and this is going to be number 27 to be announced what that flavor is. On Thursday at Albright, you can find the Chateau LeCant, a Saison with some type of grapes. The Letter V. Sure. You know what? Just go with confidence, and that's what you need to do. I can tell you with very with very much confidence that it's going to be You don't know how to pronounce it. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> uh, also on Thursday at Crafty Bastard, they'll be releasing a Blueberry Milkshake IPA. And then Schultzbrow, this is actually kicking off their five-year anniversary weekend. They are doing a Bourbon Barrel Age Maybach bottle and draft release. I love that they're doing it in bottle and draft. Super important mm -hmm. uh, to give people lots of options to drink beer on premise or to take it home with you. Yeah, absolutely. Or do what Greg does and save it in your basement for three years and share it on a <laughs> radio show. And then no. And then no. On Friday, Alliance Scotch Ale returns to draft 
one of their flagship beers and always a favorite on Knox Brew Tours. Yeah. And then uh, Crafty Bastard, also on Friday, is doing the Papa's Caramel Candy in Ivory Pastry Stout release. Schultz Bau, part of their celebration, will continue uh, with a double barrel Hellas Bach, aged for four years in a bourbon and Pedro Jimenez barrel. Wow. Ooh, that sounds dangerous yeah, and delicious. Toot, toot, toot. And then also on Friday, Zool is releasing an IPA with Citra, Sabro, and Simcoe hops, a name to be decided. Sabro. On Saturday, Alliance will be releasing their Hawaiian glitter beer, their Hawaiian glitter lager for the South Southside Pride event. Yes, and a lot of the breweries in South Knoxville, Alliance, Print Shop, and Highwire are all going to be doing special events at their locations this Saturday for the Pride event. On Sunday, Elst is going to be doing a Belgian quad bottle release and mm. a special event associated with that as well. If you want to know more details, check out the blog. Oh, that sounds good. And then on Monday, Crafty, we are releasing a new sour as they do the every Monday night. Fantastic. All right, I think that's it for this week on tap. We also have a list of special events and weekly events that you can see by going to knoxbrewstories.com slash blog. We'll also post it on our Instagram and our Facebook every Tuesday morning. Sometimes, if you're lucky, Monday night. Yeah. yeah. Uh, one more quick special announcement we want to, to make is on June 19th. We'll be doing our next Drink and Learn here at Knox Brew Hub. It'll be at 11 a.m. On, sun, on Saturday. And our topic in honor of Pride Month will be the LGBTQIA plus community and the brewing community. Thank you for doing that. Yeah, we've got some wonderful awesome. guests. I know yeah. you know. Including Oslo my Co- roommate, yeah, Charles, Mr. Charles Reese. Yeah, Charles will be joining us as well as Oslo Cole. Amber Fawcett, who is not in the community, but is a huge supporter of beer and is a customer. And then Taryn's self, also known and as Taryn And an amazing realtor. Yeah, so it's going to be a great time. I'm really looking forward to it. All right, folks, what's going to be happening next week on tap? Drum roll, please. We'll be having Kent Oglesby and Garrett Thompson of Born and Raised Productions Woo-hoo! on the show. We're going to spend next week talking about the marriage between beer and music. Yeah. How they belong together and what makes them super special. Soulmates together forever, beer and music. I'll have to come for that one. I'll drink to that one as well. I will definitely drink to that. Thanks, Cam. They uh, just successfully put on a Moon Taxi show in World's Fair. They've got a lot of special announcements and things in the works. Uh, Very fortunate to share an office with them. So look forward to hanging out with them and interviewing them next week. And where's our toe sack? Oh, let's wrap this thing up. Thanks, everybody, for joining us and for being here. If you hear my voice and you want to join me, please raise a glass. To those who have seen us at our best, to those who have seen us at our worst, and to those who don't know the difference, cheers. Cheers. Cheers.